Big Stories of the Day Hashtag SAFM Sunrise Good morning, 8 minutes now to 7 in the Netherlands. A judge now ruling that the company Steinhoff can't continue, will now be wound up and its assets sold because it cannot pay its debts. And you remember the massive accounting fraud masterminded by its former CEO Marcus Yester. The company now has 10.2 billion euros of debts and only 7 billion euros worth of assets. Meanwhile, a German court issuing an arrest warrant for Yester because he's failed to appear in court as he was supposed to. Rob Rose is the editor of Financial Mail, wrote a book on the subject. Rob, good morning. Thanks for your time. Morning, Stephen. The decision to uh, issue an arrest warrant for Yester, I imagine the German court had no choice. He had to fail to appear in court as he was told to. Yeah, he failed to appear in court and the prosecutor said that they were going to apply for an arrest warrant a couple of weeks ago and the judge finally obviously agreed to it. Is there going to be an extradition application now? I mean, are they going to ask our government you're going to have to take him out of Hermanus and send him to Germany? I mean, that's technically possible, I suppose. I mean, possibly through Interpol, um, they could apply for an arrest warrant. But it's, I mean, it's unclear if our country would agree to that, if they would want to not prosecute Marcus Houston in this country. Um, so that, that might complicate matters. Um, I, I certainly, you know, his, his lawyers already said that he's going to fight this particular ruling. So it wouldn't be the easiest thing in the world anyway, even if South Africa were keen to, to let it happen. Um, but there's a lot symbolically at stake for South Africa. They would certainly want to prosecute Marcus Huster as the architect of the country's largest fraud on the JSE here, rather than send him off to Germany where they might get a lesser sentence. So, you know, there's a lot at stake for South Africa to decide should it ever come to that. It's going to require quite an immense effort to prosecute him. Now, that's not a reason not to do it. I mean, there's clearly, I would imagine, quite easy to find evidence. There are financial trades, there would be books, there would be records. You just need people who are qualified, and that's quite difficult in itself, but you would need people who are qualified to go through all of that to make the case. Absolutely. But our NPA has so far used the PwC forensic auditors, who did a massive thousand-page report into what actually happened. So they've used the expertise of those auditors to as part of constructing their own case, which they haven't actually arrested Marcus Yostov for yet. Um, but I think that they are, you know, that they, they are, they realize what's at stake here. So they are using private sector skills to put together the case to make sure that it doesn't, it doesn't just collapse like others, other state capture cases recently. Um, and they're very clear on one or two things that certainly are more clear cut. I don't think, I think the minutiae of several frauds might not make it into the charge sheet, but one or two very easily provable um, fraud elements certainly will be there. So that might be the route they choose, partly because then it gives Marcus Yoster less scope to employ Stalingrad tactics in fighting every element of it. Um, so that might ultimately be the, be the route the prosecutors go for. The decision to wind up Steinhoff, to basically shut it down, it's got huge debts. It's taken a long time. I mean, we're sort of five and a half years since the fraud actually happened. Was it always inevitable it wasn't going to be able to survive this kind of massive fraud? Um, Stephen, I don't think it was inevitable. I mean, I think had we stayed in a low interest rate environment, um, it might have been able to survive. Um, but two two things happened. Firstly, interest rates rose. So the 10 billion euro debt it had, the interest on that kept rocketing over the past couple of years as interest rates rose. And then also the value of its assets like Pepco, Pepco in Poland, so several other assets, mattress firm in the US, didn't go up as it expected. So had things worked out in its favor, had interest rates stayed low, had it been able to get what it wanted by selling several of its assets, it could have perhaps 
struggled through, but things just turned against it in the last, say, year or two. And I think that's ultimately what, what made Steinhoff's management realize that they couldn't keep going at this point. And the hedge funds and the various funders realized that they needed to, or certainly are keen to take over the assets themselves. Uh, I mean, are they gonna, uh, who's going to end up losing money then? It was the investors in Steinhoff, and some of them might lose a fair amount. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the investors in Steinhoff are pretty much going to get at most 20% of what they had. They, you know, this new structure that's going to go into um, the the creditors will have 80% of what what they're able to sell Steinhoff assets for, and that the shareholders will have 20%. But you know, honestly, the truth is that having been stuck in Steinhoff for so long, they will have lost 90%, 99% of the of what they invested in the first place. So it is absolutely a, a tale of value destruction. Um, but that's what Steinhoff has been, and that's I suppose what you need in markets. Uh, there's been a uh, <laughs> someone's going to someone's going to pick you up on that. This is an interesting debate, but um, we've also seen huge questions around the auditors, and there's new that came out this week from the Independent Regulatory Board for auditors. There'll be new, much bigger fines for auditors who do the wrong thing. After everything that's happened, is, you know, Marcus used to still not actually facing criminal charges in South Africa at this stage. Is there anything to stop a Steinhoff scandal from happening again in South Africa at this stage? Well, it's interesting. When you speak to people who are involved in Steinhoff, such as the former chair, Chris Dovisa, he says there will definitely be another Steinhoff. It won't be on the same terms. What tends to happen is you tend to close the gaps that caused the previous scandal. We saw that with the subprime banking crisis of 2008 in the US. So they closed those particular those particular avenues for fraud or, or deception, and then new avenues open up. So there will always be new frauds. It just will be in somewhere you haven't you haven't expected. So I, I mean, I absolutely believe there will definitely be a new Steinoff, and there will always be new Steinoffs. That I suppose is what happens when you have financial markets and you have people trying to arbitrage the system and look for gaps. Um, and yeah, I don't think we'll ever we'll ever close that gap. Rob Rose, thank you, editor at Financial Mail, wrote a book, of course, about Steinhoff.